Hello and welcome to our show, Wow, We Have a Band. I'm your host, Nick. And I'm your other host, Ryan. And we are a show for all music lovers of all genres, and we talk about why we love music, what's so important about it, and our band form. And today we have a very special episode. We have my brother on. Alex. Same name as... Last name is Nick. (laughs) (laughs) The same last name as Nick. Apparently, yes. I I didn't know this. It's news to me. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how that works, eh? You know, people you're related to have the same last name. It's so weird. Yeah. I wouldn't understand. It's it's too complicated for you to understand. You are four years younger than me? I am. That sucks. That really sucks. I was born four years after you. That's math. Quick maths. Um, and four years after that. Coolmathgames.com. <laughs> oh, yes, my junior high. Um, or I guess any fucking time in school where you could be like, yeah, I'm totally learning with games. Yeah, so uh, you're in our band form. So we're, we're finally getting the rest of the members on, which is exciting. Uh, you mostly play guitar. Yeah. We never really musically clashed growing up at all until later in life. Like, there's a few things here and there where we might have kind of listened to each like each other's music or I showed you something. Um, but it really wasn't until... Was it Coldplay? Like, the first band you really got into? Um, Yeah, definitely from, like, a young age. Like, uh, I, I don't know how we... I don't know how we like lived in the same house but have two different types of music tastes like you like heavy metal and hard rock and all this crazy shit can i say shit okay okay um but i've always been we connect i think we've connected on like acdc and you know led zeppelin and pink floyd and all that because we grew up to mom and dad playing that yeah it was like we had the same parental influence in the environment that we grew up in like dad's favorite band um for sure like i remember asking him like a few times through his life like what's your favorite band and he gave me different answers throughout his life um like the first one i think was aerosmith and i was like oh, okay like i kind of paid attention to the a little bit and then i remember later he's like acdc is my favorite and then later again i think he said like led zeppelin and then pink floyd those are the four that he's like rotated between. So like the classic big hits of the seventies and the sixties was our, was our main influence. And then, um, was there anything else in particular that stuck out from either parent? Um, well, mom was more on like the, your typical Bruce Springsteen and, um, more like, uh, Brian Adams and dad was born ACDC and I still listen to all that stuff today. Like, I've made several playlists, and I listen to hundreds of old songs from 60s, 70s, 80s, like, even Johnny Cash. I don't know where I got that from. I can really see your mom being into Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. I get that sense from Yeah, you. definitely. It's, it's very, like, the mainstream radio, pop, rock kind of stuff, like... The Brian Adams, your Springsteen, your your Whitney Houston's even like yeah. the Doors a little bit and a bit of Pink Floyd here and there, but it's a lot of like the pop, uh, heavy stuff like Aha and um, I'm blanking on many others, but but 
anyway, yeah, so, like, mom playing when we would go outside, and uh, she'd be doing yard work, she'd always be playing the radio, so I think that's where we mostly got it from, and dad was listening to his albums, and um, even when mom was, like, cleaning the house, like, there's always music on, there's always music around in our childhood, which I think really got us both to why we love music so much. Yeah, that's very true. Like, mom was always listening to music in the shower. Yeah. She was cleaning. She had the TV on where it was, like, playing different radio stations of, of different genres of music. And that's actually, like, like back in the days of like MTV, when it would, like, the top yeah. 10, like, videos or whatever. It'd be on the TV. I remember and... mom always had those yeah. on and, like, other stuff like that. And that was, like, a lot of my influence. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, even today, I, I listen to music while I'm in the shower. I listen to music while I'm playing games. I miss, listen to music when i'm going to sleep like i listen to music all the time in the car i think i racked up last year like over 160,000 minutes listened to spotify which is like basically 100 straight days of listening to music literally like the same amount as me yeah i had about 180,000 yeah. i think maybe 200,000 well 44,000 minutes was like Coldplay, but <laughs> <laughs> no big surprise there <laughs> Actually, I, I just remembered the, I forget which battlefield it was, but the intro was God's Gonna Cut You Down. Yeah. Like Johnny Cash song. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. And that, like, turned me into Johnny Cash a big time. And then the zombies map the prison one um and black ops had rusty Cage yeah. as the yeah. easter egg song and like both of those times i fell into like a deep johnny cash spell of music I'm, i don't know if i showed you much of them maybe but uh, that was um and i remember telling dad like he was like stoking the fire once and i was just watching youtube videos of uh lyric videos for johnny yeah. cash and i was like do you know johnny cash and he's like oh yeah he's, of course, great. Yeah. he's one of the greatest songwriters yeah, no he's amazing i i still listen to his stuff i was even listening to something on the way here um oh, cool. yeah oh, it's cool. just yeah. it's so catchy even though it's just the same stuff like but i i kind of like that music where it's someone's telling a story instead of just okay this guy wrote this and then we're gonna play it like your typical um pop stuff uh where there's no like feeling feels, behind it and, yeah it feels more, yeah, it yeah. Feels more personal would you say yeah but i like so much like i grew up listening to eminem as well like that was a huge part of my angsty teen days it's anger but <laughs> <laughs> i have yeah. ptsd flashbacks to screams so many screams yeah oh, don't worry they're not gone i mean we, <laughs> they're not gone <laughs> they're not gone i know I was, I was visiting the other day and i heard you downstairs like ah oh, yes the sweet days of of just something rage. to banish. It's not like I'm actually angry. It just kind of feels good to just scream. It's cathartic, which isn't apparently a good thing. But um, y yeah, you listen to music pretty much like everything that you're doing all um, the time. Yeah. Why? 
why, what about it specifically? Does it help fill the void? Is it just the emotional? Um, I think it helps me focus with whatever I'm doing. Uh, I feel like different seasons of the year uh, also affect my music choice. Like during the summer, it's usually like ACDC or hard rock kind of thing. Uh, during the winter, it's probably mostly like Coldplay and stuff. And um, sometimes like it'll just be like a little weak splash of like, oh man, I want to listen to Johnny Cash for a week and just fucking beat that to death. And then like Bob Dylan and beat that to death and um, just your old stuff. Uh, even Oliver Tree, like I've gotten to a huge Oliver Tree phase. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I still... I still like him. Yeah, he's he's just released uh, a couple new singles, but he's crazy. He's just nuts to watch. How 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 long has he been making music? Because I I I knew about him as kind of like an internet gamer yeah. before I found out that he made music. But has he been? He doing that has a long said time? he's been making music since he was uh, like four years old. Like there's pictures of him. Wow. And videos of him like writing stuff on the Banging keyboards the tunes, and stuff yeah. like that. So <laughs> okay, he had a, like cool. a very challenging experience with getting signed by um, uh, the, a record label. I forget their name. Uh, it was very popular, and they've like had like very popular artists on it. But I, I just drawn a blank. Um, but yeah, they're always just kind of the whole music industry with record labels just kind of fucked up to be honest. Like I've heard a lot about it where yeah. they're like, Hey, you got to release a song, but the only way you can release a song is you get a certain amount of followers. And if, and then they're like, okay. And then he got like, they're like, Hey, you can release the album once you get to a million followers. And then he was like, okay, got to a million followers on Instagram or whatever. And they're like, actually we're going to need you at 1.5 million. And uh, then they just kept dragging. Uh, okay. it on, right? And he's like, they wouldn't uh, release God. the album, even yeah. though it was songs in his album were made from like 10, 15 years. Like they're 10, 15 years old. Like that song that got popular, like life goes on. Yeah, it got, it was yeah, made I, 10 years ago. Wow. So yeah, wow. I, uh, yeah, I, um, I saw that one yeah, in an like, ad, like, uh, and I was like, Damn, that's a that's a fucking yeah, catchy no, that, song. Yeah, it was that's made ten years ago, and he's like, he's being interviewed, and he's like, yeah, well, I don't like it, I hate it, because that was what I made ten years ago. I'm trying to release the shit that I'm making now. Yeah. So he actually, yeah. he's he's made this song, uh, this album called Cowboys Don't Cry, and uh, it's just crazy to watch. Like he he's turning into like filmmaking and stuff. Well, he makes a ton of music videos. He's quite the artistic it, person. It's very inspiring to look it's, at what he does. And, and it's, <laughs> it's very much so. It captures exactly the problems with the music industry today. Like how hard it is to get, actually get into music or even get a record label. But like the the ability to do everything on your own and like the encouragement of just like, the, oh, you got to hustle and like be your engineer, yeah. like be your music writer, all this other stuff, producer. Like there's an expectation to essentially be a one-man band to literally the extent of being the fucking label. Um, I actually remember first seeing Oliver on H3H3 yeah, podcast. That's hilarious. And I was like, oh, who the you fuck can't, is this guy? I was like, yeah, I gotta you, check him out. You can't, you can't read him. You can't. Like, you, I can't tell if he's faking it or not. 
It's kind of weird. It's he's definitely like putting on a character. I feel. But it's so but he never breaks. But it's so he never breaks. It's so, it's yeah. so genuine. Yeah. You gotta respect that. I love, <laughs> I love it when someone has that level. Yeah, of Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah. So, um, moving back to to your your yep. taste in general and everything, um, do you have any memories of when you first started getting into music, and and do you remember why exactly? Was there something exact that triggered it? So specifically, getting into music uh, again, growing up with it around us all the time. Uh, Nick and I lived in a room together for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And not to call him out on anything, but he does some <laughs> some annoying ass shit when he tries to sleep. I don't know where it came from or how it formed. I cannot sit still ever while sleeping included. So mm. I wanted to, okay, I'm going to watch the TV. I'm going to put a movie on all day. And Nick said, fuck that. That shit's bright. I don't want this on. I can't sleep. So now I've adjusted to, I sleep with TV on still. I can't sleep without TV on because like I grew up doing that and mom does it as well. Um, But no, then I got my first iPod and that's when I started downloading music. And that's, uh, I've definitely heard Coldplay before, but that's when I most loved it most because it's like they're. Mm-hmm. Earlier music was more calming and soothing, and um, especially from their Parachutes album, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then from A Rush of Blood to the Head. Like, there's just huge songs like The Scientist that I was also yeah. Yeah. very fond of. Yeah, I really yeah. love that album. And then their X and Y, where Fix You and all that stuff. Fix You uh, is. The one song I would play first every night before I go to sleep. I don't know why, but oh. it was just like it's to help me go to sleep. And I know I feel bad so, to be like, oh yeah, I listen to Coldplay to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of like it's an not, insult, but like you don't mean it that common. way. Yeah. Um. So you you literally got into music as yeah. a sleep aid initially. That's that's yeah. really cool. And that's that's interesting. Yeah, like it's it's not even a thing to like um, say that even if it was like calming to, enough to put you to sleep, it's more so like the habit yeah. of the ritual or like whatever connection you make with it. Because like I remember working at KFC and talking to a coworker, and they were like, "So do you listen to this while you're sleeping?" And I was listening to Slipknot, like one of the super fast, heavy, thrashy, like screamy songs. And, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like I'll have my earbuds in and I'll just like lay in bed and I'm just like, oh, this is nice." And like I'm not like, psychopath. The energy of the song. Fucking psychopath. <laughs> literally um yeah i'd walk into your room and i could just hear you're just like in your chair just going and all i can hear is just like coming into your like earbuds and i'm like how are you not deaf i'm deaf now so not a good idea but yeah like i remember studying all the time like anytime at university like 90 percent of the time i had like music playing my earbuds which definitely hurt my ears but studying i always studied the music um, I don't know. I find it helped me or like I could make emotional connections to the music or like kind of memory devices be like, Oh yeah, this part of the song, I was kind of memorizing this. It was very <laughs> weird, but yeah, always listening to music. Yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I used to study a lot with, uh, with music playing. I can't really do that much anymore. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but 
I don't know. It was almost like like before. Obviously, I liked it. I liked it to sort of fill up my subconscious almost, so I could, you know, so I wasn't constantly pulled out of the zone by having that sort of background, right? But I don't know. I find uh, now I I need more more silence and stuff to focus. I I find anything now kind of pulls me can pull me out. Um, I don't know. Maybe my brain is just sort of slowed down in certain ways where I can't I can't let my subconscious kind of latch on to that sort of thing but I, I just know. don't study <laughs> <laughs> modern problems yeah, require nope, never studied solutions. once in high school got the degree that's all I need but um yeah uh yeah like saying a, a band like you listen to a band while you fall asleep um, it does sound like a, an insult, but um, it's easy to forget that, you know, like music and art in general can be, you know, whatever you want yeah. it to be, right? Like there are, I mean, a big thing in, in design is that um, you, a lot of, depending on what you're doing, of course, um, some things you don't want to be too noticeable, right? right? Um, like obviously you want like a logo to be fairly noticeable, definitely memorable. Um, but if, if say you're, you're working with type or something, right? Like you don't want your font choice to be distracting. Like we did this project where we had to, uh, the font for uh, an article and stuff like that. And the article itself was talking about it. But yeah, certain certain fonts can be hard to read, and like the same thing goes for for like music and stuff. I um, I've gotten kind of into Brian Eno in the last e- couple of years, and he's obviously a legend in uh, ambient music and everything. And um, I've heard some of his work described as interesting as it is ignorable. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting. And I think, I mean, that, that kind of level obviously is like, is, is quite the level to be on, like to have sort of these subtle layers going on and everything. It's just kind of an interesting thing, I think, to think about in terms of music. Um, But yeah, there's this one song um, that I found in my last year of design school that he did called Neroli. And I, it was one of the few songs at the time I could really study to. And it's like two hours long and it's very, very <laughs> minimal. But, uh, yeah, like I found it was like just enough to kind of keep me interested enough, right. you know, to focus my attention, but not too interesting to pull me out. It's a weird, it's a weird concept because like if you're always listening to music, like everything you're doing, it kind of re- like depends how much brain power you kind of require to do the task or the thing that you're doing. So if you're playing a game or if you're driving somewhere, you don't need like a hundred percent of your memory or even like critical thinking to do the task or yeah. whatever it is you're doing. Um, but I find that's also like a skill, like you have to like challenge your, uh, like your ability to multitask essentially, or like focus on multiple yeah. things. And I find like, it, like when I was studying, listening to music, it was more sort of like just keep more parts of my brain active. I felt like that 
somehow just help me remember more things because more of my brain was being used at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that? How, like, how much brain power does music take for you? Is there moments where like you can like totally ignore it, or is there moments like where you can close your eyes and like fully sync? Kind of depends on the music. Like if I'm listening to a song I've never heard before, I'm usually like trying to listen to the lyrics and understand it but if it's a song i've heard a million times i'm just gonna be like yeah okay like kind of runs through my mind uh i don't really listen to music if i'm trying to hear something else like i can't listen to music while i'm trying to listen for something else competitive video games where you need to hear (laughs) i'm not blasting music in my ears like yeah yeah, there's like if there's a storytelling game or if there's yeah. a cutscene or something you want to pay attention to, it's hard to yeah. devise your attention that much. But like, like I know, like if I'm playing a game, I'm usually listening to yeah. a podcast, like Minecraft, easiest game to oh, yeah. listen to music to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like those are games you're yeah. intended to. But they just friggin' blast your eardrums when you're playing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can listen to Coldplay. Fucking yeah. <laughs> blasting. I listen to music in the car, full volume, all the time. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the place to do it, right? And that's like, like back in I don't know if it's so much now, but like whenever artists are making like albums or songs, they do like the car test, like go for a drive, blast it. How does that make you feel? Does it yeah. like does it support the audio in the car itself for like mastering and and like and levels levels for the song? Um. But it's always interesting how, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, you have different vibes for, like, different seasons. So you'd have, like, different vibes, obviously, for, like, what you want. But overall, as, like, a music, like, what do you look for in music, like, genre-wise or or just in general? Like, what's what describes your musical It's more, what I love about music is when you can personally connect to it or you can think about something that relates to it. Um... Or if you're feeling a certain way and you're like, oh, this kind of sounds like shit I'm going through or shit I'm thinking about right now. And that, I think that's what makes me connect to music even more. What were those uh, different sort of dimensions that you talked about, Nick, where it's like brain, heart, uh, <laughs> reproductive organs or whatever, and, and like. It's exactly that, yeah. And uh, the history of rock and roll class I took, they, they basically describe songs down to, does it either make you think? Does it make you feel in your heart? Does it make you horny and want to fuck? Or does it make you want to move and dance? Like, that's basically the four Who things a song is going to make was you feel. Was it some old guy? Uh, he was Ed, uh, he was yeah, Ed McDonald. I think uh, my friend is in that class right now. It is one of, is one he, of the best he, classes he, I've ever taken, and that professor is a godsend. What? Is he like some old guy? Yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's old, oh but he's God. fucking he amazing. He made me watch like, some of the lectures, and he's literally just like monotone, staring at the computer screen. Just a, duh, duh, duh. he like left the room guy. for like half an hour and did not know he was still recording. <laughs> God, I love, God, I love post-secondary <laughs> education. Yeah, he like came back and just stared at the screen for like thirty more minutes, and he's like, "Am I still recording?" Well, at least when I was in class with him, he was pretty great. He always made, like, extra effort to, like, get to know people and, like, actually know your name, too, which is very rare for yeah, a professor. It's like when uh, Snoop Dogg left his stream on for, like, three 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jahiri was like, he muted himself for three days yeah. and no one knew. Oh. Or like, he didn't know. Oh and the chat God. was like telling him like, man, you're muted. Yeah. He streamed three times. That is, that is hilarious. <laughs> and I can completely believe it because it's yeah. Snoop Dogg. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God, I love Snoop Dogg. Um, but yeah, so either that professor <laughs> wasn't the same one or... He's really gotten downhill <laughs> since then. Maybe online Zoom maybe classes. The, uh, pandemic, is pandemic is really yeah. taking off. <laughs> and he fell off. Um, so have you always sort of um, had different like uh, taste in music for for the different seasons, or is that a, a relatively recent? I feel like thing? that's always been a thing, yeah. um, especially yeah. during. Uh, I guess growing up. I was kind of angry a lot and had a lot of anger issues and that's, I listened to Eminem. I felt mm. like that helped that, uh, you know, it's kind of cliche and fucking no underground artist or anything, but I really, and I still listen to his stuff today. And, uh, I feel like that was more of my high school, middle school, kind of like, I want everyone to hate me. Like that was my goal. My, I want everyone mm -hmm. to hate me. He succeeded. I did. Yeah. Very. Uh, there was a few stories I could tell of high school where everyone was livid. But no. Um, yeah. The, no, but Coldplay has always been a band I've never gotten sick of. It's never a band where I hear a song and go, wow, that sucks. Like, I won't listen to this. So do you like every, every single, single one of their songs? songs. Is there any other bands where you like their entire discography? No. Maybe Johnny Cash. Just cold. Johnny Cash, maybe. Cash. Maybe. Johnny Cash. Well, I haven't even listened There's to Johnny too Cash many. songs. And he's got a billion yeah. covers as well, especially like once uh, uh, Rick Rubin uh, produced his like full the Unearthed, yeah. Unearthed yeah. albums or whatever. And those are all fucking like just fucking they were great, brilliant yeah. songs. A and, like, a wide range of shit and covers. Like his last one, Hurt, that he pretty much did. Was that Hurt? his last one? Nope. Yeah. Unearth was in 2004. Unearth was after he died. Oh, that's right. Johnny Cash knowledge is not as great as it used to be. For shame, Nick. Get For the shame. belt. Get the belt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think you could... Uh, could you, off the top of your head, like rank order your favorite Coldplay albums? Uh, Head Full of Dreams is okay. number one. Okay. Uh, uh, Rush of Blood to the Head, probably the second. Um, okay. Parachutes, third. It's just kind of always been... Not like, oh man, I'm going to go listen to some parachutes. Some... Classic yeah, field definitely. And... Viva La Vida or Death and All of His Friends. And then probably the last one, I would say Milo Zioto. What, what, what about Ghost Stories? Ghost Stories also, but there's like one or two. Like A Sky Full of Stars. You probably know that song. Sky, cause you're a sky full of stars. 
after uh, him and Gwyneth Paltrow broke up uh, who he's married to for years on end. Gwyneth Paltrow's a weird ass woman. Fucking scenting pussy, scenting candles and uh, anyway so it was like (laughs) it was a very like depressing like like low album where it was right after Milo's Yoto which was like their pop album they had like Rihanna on there and all that and but a head full of dreams is my favorite album because it is just so crazy like you look at the concerts and it's just insane just everyone's singing every song uh birds is my favorite song by them of all time and it's on that album it would you say that's objectively their best album or is that just your subjective opinion (sighs) a lot of people didn't like the album because they're like Coldplay is people don't like Coldplay because it's uh, they never get the timing right when to release songs. They're like that's what I've always heard. People it's like oh Parachutes was such a great album, make another Parachutes, and then they come out and make a Rush of Blood Head, which was more of a rock album. And they're like what the fuck, this isn't Coldplay. And they're like okay, we'll go back. Like Parachutes kind of stuff made X and Y, and they're like okay, well we don't like this stuff anymore. And they're like okay, we'll go back. And then they made Viva, uh, Viva La Vida and Death of All His Friends. And people love that. And yeah, it was just great. And it just could spin up like a battle between. But I like every album. I like every song. It's the turmoil of a lot of bands. It's if you start writing, you know, all of your songs just for yeah. your fans, yeah. then you're not really going to find anything that's enriching or anything that people are going to really want because people want what you're yeah. writing. Like what's most honest and earnest to like yourself and and the band or whatever it is that you want to craft like that's what people are attracted like no to. album is the exact same like that's what i love about them yeah that's that's but that's any that's any amazing great artist like that's why they're so fucking huge like if you do the same album every single time it likely won't work there's a few examples like johnny cash or acdc like where you can make the same fucking album and it kicks ass yeah. every well, time like acdc you're like oh Fucking like you could not name where the out like if you just casually knew ACDC, you would not know what album that's from. You'd be like, oh, this was made two years ago. And they're like, man, this sounds the same from fucking the eighties, but it's yeah. still sick. Yeah. It's like Bon Scott. Yeah, that's the, the only that's the, that's the only difference. And Bon Scott was like a year. Yeah. <laughs> like he had like three albums. He had like, three albums? No, he'd like Highway to Voltage. Hell and yeah, which was in High Voltage. Was it? I'm pretty sure they had like three because they had like big balls on that other album. Oh, with Ride On. Ride On is actually one of my favorite songs by ACDC. Oh, yeah? Their only slow song that they've ever made. But I ain't too young to worry. Mine too old to cry. When a woman gets me down. Got another empty bottle. Another empty bed Ain't too young to 
admit it Now I'm not too old to lie I'm just another empty head That's their only soul song they've ever made. Yeah, what's your Dirty Deeds, Dunder Cheap was the album, and then High Voltage, and then Highway to Hell. So yeah, three albums. I was done. Yeah, and then he died of throwing up in a car, and then freezing to death. I thought he did, and then froze to death. He choked on. What's your favorite? That's a twofer right there, folks. What's your favorite ACDC album? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, probably Power Up. Power is Up really is very good. good. Yeah, it's definitely. I would say a very good album. Top five, maybe. But uh, I'm not like I like so many songs from different albums. It's hard to pick one album. Yeah. But I would say Dirty Deeds, Thunder Cheap, because of Big Balls. She's got balls. Fuck, that's <laughs> she, <laughs> she's got big balls. There's a song called "She's We've Got, got balls, big balls" and "Big Balls," and then "Ride On." Those are good songs. And "Dirty Deeds," "Thunder Jeep." Yeah, yeah. That I mean, honestly, the every bong Scott. I'm honestly, I like every fucking ACDC song. And "Jailbreak" is also a very good song by them. Jailbreak is phenomenal, and and um, that's like one of their like most played yeah. live songs. I think. Um, I, I mean, the earlier stuff is easier to play more. The numbers just build, obviously. But I think, I think Razor's Edge might be my favorite. That's the one with Thunderstruck, and it's, it was in 1990. I don't know. I just has like all the songs that album just fucking slap, and like the song Razor's Edge is really heavy. I love it. I haven't, uh, I haven't dug through that much ACDC. Fair share, but. Not as much as Coldplay. Is, is there any other kind of big bands that you've discovered over the years that you haven't mentioned yet? That I haven't what, sorry? That you haven't mentioned yet? I saw um, a lot. Silly Nick's been hitting the adult sauce. I've been hitting the acid on the icy monkeys. Um, you see sea monkeys. Get a reference here. I like Baby No Money. You love Baby No Money. Baby, no okay. money. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've definitely, I've definitely never heard. He's hilarious. It's like a rapper. Okay. Um, uh-huh. He just makes like very your generic like rap shit, but it's like funny. It's just been cool. I hate to say it, but I did love Lil Peep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking Colby loves Lil Peep. Yeah. He loves a lot of his songs. I find the the cringy artist that I never. Yeah, really I hate. Colby it's definitely like my um, Lil Peep is my guilty pleasure. Yeah, oh, really? uh, don't like to admit it because everyone's like, "Oh, the fuck!" Like as as like cringy and and stuff as a lot of those like uh, SoundCloud uh, mumble rappers and such, like the sort of newer generation 
as as bad as some people think they are. I can see why people like yeah. them. You know, it's 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 almost sort of the punk of rap. In yeah, a way, I think I'm more connected to it because of uh, I listened to it when I was at like a really low point. I think that's what kind of just it it felt really good to listen to, and as cringy it may sound, um, kind of helped me in a way. Sure, you remember those fucking days? Those were terrible. The beep just came in clutch. (laughs) It's it's very weird how like especially in desperate times cause like desperate measures in a sense that like you kind of search for even more like different or just new novel music. Like I know for me, like 80% of my music is just like helping me yeah. with my emotions in my, my dark times. That's a lot it's, of like a metal and like hard rock. It's a lot of just emotions. Um, but having those kind of outlets or those like, it's like a weird net that you're just dragging behind this boat and then sometimes you just you're really sad and you just sink yeah. the whole ship and then you scoop up the shit that's at the bottom of the ocean as you start to come back up and then you know you've got a bunch more weird fish in there yeah um, I've listened to like in millions of types of music yeah, you've got a, a wide range Coldplay Oliver <laughs> to fucking Johnny Cash Eminem and ACDC fucking Lil Peep and like just John Mayer as well. I like John Mayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. into any any electronic music or anything Oliver Tree is sort of he has a few songs that are electronic Mm -hmm. and they kind of hit different when when they come on yeah the other ones yeah no he's uh, I wouldn't say he's like revolutionizing music but he's kind of different than your average he's like using different Like stuff you just haven't heard before, but it still sounds weirdly good. Mm-hmm. That's the key to getting like really good music for like throughout history. It's it's either do what you've done before and then try shit as well that you've never done or never would think of doing, and like that's what's gonna make great songs and like a lot of amazing albums. That's how it starts out. It's like what can we do that's like out of the box or what's unconditional. Um, and to you're right, like he does have this sound that's like. It's weird to describe because it's not like anything no. I've really heard before. It's it's this, and nowadays especially, it's like everything's been kind of done. So it's like you really kind of have to make the fusion of at least two to three or four different genres yeah. together or sounds or just rhythms, whatever the fuck it is, to get something that's at least semi-unique. And, and that's something that's attractive to a lot of people, that kind of novelty of something that's fresh and different. Um, especially if it has elements of two of your favorite genres or something like well, that. Well, he just kind of writes, like, he wrote this song called Hurt, 
which is about him. Uh, he used to be a professional scooter, scooterer or whatever, and he was like in this huge competition. He was going down this giant mega ramp, and there was a pebble at the bottom, and he hit the pebble and just went wrist first into like the ramp, broke both of his wrists for like he's like had no arms for like basically six weeks. And oh God. Uh, but the song is um, you would never know it was about that. But hmm. also interesting that it that's yeah. all it took, you know, just yeah. a pebble. That's uh that was like one of his most popular songs too. I I think that's the one that I first heard actually that uh, turned me on to him. And I remember listening to like a few of his songs. Like I Yeah, he really shot it in Ukraine and paid off the cops to drive a tank right. on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing respect to yeah. him for that. but that's it didn't get demonetized because of a guy shooting a tank but it like it was shot off his head and uh a bird birds came out of it or whatever he always wears these like massive clothes How artistic. like oversized yeah, yeah. clothes and very, very colorful yeah he wears this his mom's ski jacket yeah. that he found in her closet when he was like very young mm-hmm. and it's like it's the same one and blue yeah. and shit and he's, yeah. Yeah, bootleg cut pants, jeans, or whatever. It's those. It's like those '90s windbreakers. He changed his look though. Now he's got like a giant long blonde hair with like bowl cut. Yeah, he's. he's Oh, that's. It's like like a front bowl cut, and the whole back is just like. But it's It's he glued it to his head. Like it's not a wig. Like he lives day to day like that. Yeah, it's crazy. The shit. Oh really? Yeah. So business in the front and back. Turned into a cowboy now. What a madman! I I love that. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> okay, let's get real, Nick. Also, there's another artist that I really like, <laughs> um, uh, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Um, you okay. ever heard of Jack Johnson? What's his stuff like? like? You remember Curious George, the oh, theme song? Yeah, he wrote that. That's Jack oh, Johnson. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I like no, the, like the upside <laughs> down one. <laughs> right. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like some good, like, a lot of acoustic guitar. Songs. Yeah. It's really interesting how you have that, um, like, part of your taste where it's like, yeah, very chill, very kind of easy listening. <laughs> and yet you've, you know, you've had anger problems <laughs> and you've, and, and you've gravitated towards other music because it's so intense. But I guess, you know, Everybody needs a, a break from. Well, it's Coldplay has always been right? like at some point. <laughs> that can always always be something I will listen to. Um, don't listen to Eminem as much. Coldplay, I've been listening since I was young, young lad, and I haven't stopped. Like I still all the time, pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of interesting. Like it's good to always have those bands like that you can always come back to. It's kind of comforting, and. Like the Venn the Venn diagram of like us three, you're like the soft yeah. inner core, and we're like the extreme edges. Like Ryan gets into some pretty wacky, dare I say, kind of in- like intense in like a very different way, and I listen to some pretty intense kind of metal and stuff. And you kind of like the hard rock end as well as like like the John Mayers and the Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson? the yeah. whatever the fuck. Jo- what was it, Jack? Jo- Jack Johnson. Um, and, and yeah, you're like really into guitar music. Um, in the very beginning yeah, of the pandemic, I, that's when you first picked up a guitar, was it? Bought one for my 
And what guitar was that? Do you remember? Um, shitty acoustic guitar. Ah, yes. The Fish Guitarist guitar. It wasn't terrible, but uh, the the neck on it was very stuffed. Like it was... Tick. She ticked by. Now I have thousands of dollars in guitars, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've talked about you on this podcast before. I've, you've, you've come a long way. Like, you played it, like, every day for yeah. hours, and, like, I still can barely play, like, chords and <laughs> stuff. Like, I cannot still find my way around a guitar very well. And we basically picked up a guitar... I guess I did a year later. Yeah. Or no, it was it was a couple months later because it was still the the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, well, but it was like May. I picked up the that ukulele. Was, oh, yeah, the ukulele yeah. I picked yeah. up a ukulele that I won in grade six. I wasn't even there to receive it, and I come in the next day, and they're like, "Yeah, you won a ukulele." I was like, "The fuck?" It's like this like lime green ukulele, um. And I fucking never used it, and I decided, like, oh, man, I'm going to start playing that. I remember actually playing that a lot before you started playing it. I had it in my Did room, you? I think. Yeah. yeah, I remember doing, like, the fucking... Because uh, Goach came over and, like, showed me some bass stuff one time, and, like, I did, like, the Seven Nation Army, and, like, a couple other yeah. things on the fucking ukulele, so I didn't actually play it properly, or, like, ukulele chords. Just... Seven Nation Army on ukulele, <laughs> now that... <laughs> That I have a hard time imagining. Yeah, you were you picked up the ukulele to to try to convince boys that you're quirky and yeah. Uh, Twenty one pilots showed me that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're playing it on your Snapchat story. No, I've I don't think everyone's ever heard uh, me play guitar besides you guys. Oh really? Wow. Well, I I feel. <laughs> <honored>. <laughs> It's it's kind of insane. Like you've gotten like really good at it. There, ah, so. no. Um and like I like we jam now, like I do the drums and you do the guitar obviously. And like it's it's kind of phenomenal how like far you've come with it. Like I'm still stuck at the F chord. Yeah. Like I can't bar very well. That's that's my biggest block and like that's every guitarist like block that's like, all right, maybe this isn't for me. And I'm still trying to push through it, but you've um yeah, do you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Getting the yeah, no, it, it definitely takes some it. motivation. Obviously, you want to pick up a guitar and you just want to fucking go at it. You want to just start playing your favorite songs, um, like, and you just want to start just shredding and just showing everyone off. But it's not that easy. Still, I still can't do some things that I would I'd like to do. Um, but there's ways around it. There's ways to be like, oh man, look how good I am, and it just sounds good. But like, yeah. you're not doing the technique right at all. Yeah, you can develop bad yeah. technique and just flex. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird how like there's like interpersonal goals of like almost like a narcissism kind of thing. Where it's like, hey, look at yeah. me, look what I can do. But like, I've never like, been this, that drive. the person to be like, hey, look what I can do. I hate that. I hate. Um, but it feels good, doesn't it? Like. Yeah, I don't know. It it doesn't make me like I like to see what other people can perform. I'd like to see like how other what other people are doing and how good they can be at something. Where I feel like I can be mediocre at something and just be like, hey, I can do this too. But I'm not gonna go out and be like, hey guys, I'm gonna bring my guitar to a party and like no one wants to fucking hear that. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's a realm where it's like you're definitely stepping into douchey, yeah. 
it definitely feels like everybody wants to be like, hey, look what I did. Or like, look what I learned. Like, there's no better learning environment than like having like, uh, like say if I just actually picked up the guitar and stayed with it. Like, if I was like, hey, look what I learned. And then you're like, oh, man, now I got to learn that. And then you're like, oh, yeah, look what I learned. And you come back with that. And like that really feel like that like healthy competition really helps to feel the, the growth. And it's kind of hard to find that interpersonally. Yeah, that's why I've like a lot. Forced my friend to buy a guitar so we could do that. <laughs> Who's it's that? Slow. Yeah. Oh, really? Has he come far? He wasn't as motivated as I was, but um, I always kind of practiced way more than he did. And that's all it is, right? Yeah, that's literally what it is. Like, there's this guy on Instagram that I follow, and I don't even know how to say his name, but he's on. He just practices like five hours a day. He's probably one of the greatest guitarists I've ever seen in my is there any like um like shreddy guitarists you listen to like big uh, fan of um just a sh- I it's boring is it's like oh look what I can do and just yeah that feels like just the big flex but it's also kind of cool just to be like oh my god just in awe of- what's crazy is when people play like twenty four there's this there's this Asian guy on YouTube that but I would just never I don't think this would ever make it in the industry no one wouldn't want to buy this like it's crazy like it's way too broke. yeah hats off to you for practicing 20 hours a day of how to just like absolutely master the guitar this thing that it sounds yeah. terrible <laughs> uh, it, yeah it's more of like a looking thing like if you heard that you'd be like damn that's crazy and yeah just all style no substance but so, obviously some people listen to it so it's kind of being closed minded yeah. and saying no no one wants to listen to it like, uh, there's a band has a song in the guitar the ways I've never heard. <laughs> Paramore. There's, no, there's no. a lot of artists that, like, I know. Polyphilia. Uh, okay. It's very interesting when a, a new guitarist comes in and, like, changes up the feel. Like, Tom Morello. Yeah. Um, Polyphilia. Okay. <laughs> there's a song called Goat. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I could not play that. Oh, there's no Wi-Fi. Awesome. Oh. I don't like this <laughs> You don't say. All. That's not guitar. <laughs> I thought that was the kazoo. Okay. Yeah, this is guitar. I can kind of get into that. <laughs> yeah, he just goes off. Yeah, that's... No, that's just one guy. That like, 
No, man. He he, he literally he does it on. It it is like he has. Uh, if Instagram. you want to break, go be, yeah. go I'm gonna be. piss my pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I could kind of I could kind of get into that maybe. Yeah. I I, I probably wouldn't be my favorite. No. But yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. No, there's definitely an audience for it. I'm not saying there isn't, but. I I think we are both definitely more like guitar focused. Like I definitely like guitar driven songs, um, for the most part, um, and like I can never get enough of it. Piano was also like that's what I started with, and like it, like it really helps you to learn like music theory and like see how things really connect. Because on a guitar, it fucking seems like this. Going to school doesn't desolate <laughs> landscape. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, picked up a uh, university. My brief. Music master, master. music. He's a Elvis Cobra. Presley now. What? He's an Elvis Presley now. He can like he do all the songs. Anything about music theory? He didn't even write his own song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, quickly before we expand on that a bit more, um, how many car- guitars do you have exactly? Since um, you yeah. say you have like thousands of dollars worth. Three. Three. Uh, so they're they're really good. Then. <laughs> yeah, I have gotten rid of two okay are they uh are they all electric or do you have an acoustic i have two electrics and one acoustic electric okay cool last paul big is some epiphone thing okay cool and your amp and my amp is a boss katana 50 very nice amp it's it's great for jamming because it's loud enough to to be louder than my acoustic drum kit I'm no amp expert, but it seems like a pretty damn good deal for that amp. It That's is an incredible a, amp. Seems yeah. like a great amp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recommended <laughs> that, and I said, "Yep, all right." To the Wade, and I had a little tiny 10, 10 watt amp with the guitar that I gave you, Nick. Um, it came in like a starter package. Yeah. Yeah. And it was poop. And I sold it for like. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Shit. Yeah, it was like apparently ninety dollars if you did the math with the thing, but it was terrible. You literally put it over half volume, and it just goes. Oh fuck! So it's just a shitty. Yeah. Idea. What um what pedals do you have? I have a distortion pedal, a loop pedal, and a wah. And a wah. And well, it's like there's other... a special pedal that goes with the boss where you can switch between sounds right. right you can have two yeah. preset sounds yeah and then yeah. you just press the pedal and it switches between them right uh, do you have any other gear up top that i only <laughs> i literally never i never use that laptop spent 800 dollars on it bougie <laughs> laptop only for for that that's literally, cool literally an app yeah have you yeah yeah have you studied any other instruments while you were in uh, cla- oh yeah, I own a classical oh, guitar. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, cool. Played that uh, for three months. And for those who don't know, what's the difference between classical guitar and the guitar you see nowadays? Well, uh, usually you'd be like, what's the difference between a classical and acoustic? Acoustic guitar would be a classical is has a much wider neck. Uh, it has nylon strings, so it's a much different sound. And an acoustic guitar is made out of brass or copper strings. 
different sound. No, no cat gut strings. <laughs> they, the nylon strings are so much easier to play. Like that's yeah, they do not make your fingers bleed. Shreds. Um, isn't that what ukuleles use? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any other gear that you hope to acquire? And is there any dream gear you hope to acquire? <sighs> I'm, and why? I'm feeling pretty good right now. Uh, that Les Paul uh, standard cost about like $1,000. I only just recently paid that off because I financed it. Um, but right now... Unless I'm... I guess I want to acquire an actual Stratocaster, not a Squire. Is there um is there any other instruments that you want to learn aside from guitar? Do you think you pick up or probably piano at some point in my life? Piano, yeah. I um I fucking love piano. I think I like it more than guitar, like to play, just because it's probably easier and I feel more like satisfying that way. But yeah, it's it's a definitely have the fingers for it. Well, I mean, you got good guitar fingers, so yeah. you can you can uh, be flexible around a piano a lot easier. Easy, you're really. <laughs> Was there any other instruments that you learned while uh, studying for music? Um. Yeah. So, I was supposed to join the jazz ensemble. However, uh, they had four guitarists when there's usually three. So, not only was I going in with zero experience, uh, they also were had too many people so i was forced to join the percussion ensemble which had one person in it other than myself so it was more of a percussion duo (laughs) which i learned uh quite a bit different instruments i learned how to play the marimba the timpanis snare drum uh, the bells (laughs) some chimes uh Whoa, 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 bells and chimes? <laughs> yeah. Get out of well, here. Well, the bells is actually not what you think it'd be. It's it's basically just a metal xylophone. So it, right, right. So, like, the bells, xylophone, and marimba all the, look the same. There's one bigger than the other and different material. Yeah, yeah they have different timbres. Yeah. Marimba is my favorite to play. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one you did your duet with the. Was recorded or whatever? Yeah, so yeah. I had to perform that in front of an audience. Yeah, that was, <laughs> first that was performance. Cool. First performance. <laughs> Ever in front of an audience. That's cool, though. How, did that, how was that? Fucking shit in my pants. <laughs> you did good, though. Yeah, this guy's, like, been doing percussion for, like, eight years or something, and I'm just walking in with, like, two months of experience. <laughs> just going ham. Was it the practice that just kind of helped you make It's, or? uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been able to pick stuff up like that pretty easily. It's it's kind of like a snowball effect I find with media or music. Like the more you kind of learn, the more like kind of other things start connecting. Especially like learning other instruments or music theory. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've always been, even in other things, I've always been the type of person to just pick up something like so easily. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to doing so many different things. I think it's kind of hard for me to do one thing and stick with it for a long time. I hear you, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. I think something that's kind of definitely in our family. And I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or if it is just like uh, I also like find if I start something, I can get really good at it. If I like, if I try, mm-hmm. like pretty much everything that I like try, I can do well. Um, and that's for most people. But like, 
get bored and then like try the next thing, yeah. get well at that, or start to get well at that, and then like move on to the next thing. Like even when it came to sports and stuff, like every sport I played, I just I easily picked it up, and I'd be like, people who couldn't, I'd be like, why can't you do this? Like it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. Like people who are like playing the sport have played it a lot more than me, or like played something long before me, and they just can't do it. I'm just like, man, ah, come on. Yeah, it's it's either like critical thinking where you can kind of like actually just be cognizant of your own like movements and stuff and like okay, how can you actually learn from your mistakes or how could you learn to get better at this thing or counteract that like it's really just being um like open-minded enough to like enough possibilities to where you can actually just get more experience or even just like video games like my girlfriend when she picks up a controller i'm like just look just look around man like, it's not that hard <laughs> yeah yeah, it might just be more purposeful practice. Yeah. Um yeah, do you do you find you do you get like really intensely into things kind oh, yeah. of? That's pr- yeah, it's probably you just probably have more purposeful practice that way because you just get more invested. When I bought yeah. that guitar, I didn't stop playing until my fingers would literally bleed. Mm-hmm. There would be blood coming out of the tip of my fingers by the time I'd be like, "Okay, I think this is enough you for must. today." play riff yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like all the great guitarists right it's like practice your fingers bleed yeah. it's, a, it's a statement for a reason and and it shows right no, it hurts but it's it just it felt good to be like finally getting it and you didn't yeah. want to stop you just yeah. like oh I got it that's the best feeling fucking most frustrating thing like learning any instrument it's like i can't get this fucking thing and then when you finally get it even it is like accidentally like oh i did it i did yeah, it yeah no yeah, i put if i wouldn't get something um within the first couple tries i would just put it down and then come back to it later i i can't fail something over and over again i i it sounds dick but um i don't like i just fail and then just Oh man, because then right away I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Because I'm used to just like doing something, going and doing it. Yeah, and then when yeah. it, something actually is challenging, uh, it's hard for me to be like, okay, sit down and deal with this. And I mean, that's just how you deal with those challenges, right? Like a lot of people just walk away. Do you um do you have any like hopes to, like like for the future? Where do you self, where do you see yourself being music wise? Um, next five years, let's say. I, I just kind of want to make something. I don't know what it is or what is it that you enjoy writing more so, or what? What are you more interested in writing? Um, if it's about sitting down and writing something, but I kind of like when we get together and I know we haven't made a lot of progress, but I feel like we could. We could definitely record something and make something of it. Oh yeah, there's something here for sure. We just have to put in the the appropriate amount of effort, right? There's there's definitely a spark. Yeah, you guys have uh, created a lot of pieces. They just kind of need to be put together in an intelligent way. That just takes a lot of time, right? Like just sitting oh, yeah. down, digging through the trenches, and making it like done. And and I love the like when is a song actually finished, right? Like. You got to start somewhere, but at at some point in time, you also got to put it down and say, you know what, this is what it is. And, and like, there's like, even like Bob Dylan, um, 
like even through the years, like he would like change how the some of the song, like mm. Knocking on Heaven's Door, I think it was. Except for that uh, one time he used an electric guitar and everyone fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah. How did the heresy, heresy for burning? Saw the future and it was electric. <laughs> um, would you, uh, would you ever consider like maybe like making solo stuff? Or like you just don't have any particular. No, I, I, I could never do something solo. I would hate it. Oh, okay. I'd hate, okay. I don't think I could ever be like the spotlight or like the person. Everyone. It's kind of interesting because I think we both fit in that boat of we don't want to flex per se, but like I like whenever we get together to jam, like I find those are like probably some of the most fun and like engaging and, and interesting moments of music. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely the most fun, like jamming with somebody else because it's more than just like actually playing by yourself because you have to make all the factors of you know, playing on time, seeing the chemistry and like trying to engage with each other's playing to see how, like that chemistry kind of builds and like any great music ever maybe not ever and like any but like a lot of great music comes from like these duos or these pairs or these people that write songs together and are able to like bounce ideas or just bits off of each other um and and so many bands have and everybody has different ways of writing music to where it's like sit down jam chop that up have a riff build from there write some lyrics build a song underneath like there's a billion ways to do it but yeah but yeah, I I also really enjoy whenever we um we have our jams together too, and I think I feel like um, goes we go together pretty well to be honest. Yeah, like the the like the Venn diagram that I was talking about earlier, like you and I have a lot in common that we share, and like music <laughs> music wise, as an ability to play, <laughs> rock is fairly easy. It like, is fairly uh, easy. Yeah. It, it's really fun. Like the blues rock, I think is yeah. what I gravitate towards mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I I mean I enjoy playing all kinds of music. Uh. That shit is catchy. It's really catchy, just really fun, right? Yeah. Like, if you're having a fun time writing and making the song, chances are the audience is going to hear that and feel that as well. Um, like, whatever emotion that you're funneling into the the session and the environment that while you're creating the song, I feel really reflects in the final product. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It like you're you're going to do so much better if you enjoy it. Like, apparently, that's what. Uh, Einstein told his like in a letter about like learning the pianos like just play play what you enjoy that's the secret kind of thing yeah I think it's it's hard to go wrong right like if you enjoy it you're gonna do it more you're you're gonna be more open to just taking it into new directions and everything you know but but yeah I I can I can kind of I can kind of relate to the whole like not wanting to be in the spotlight sentiment as well. I uh, I think in theory I could do it. I mean, like, I think the actual act of being, like, a front man wouldn't be that bad, but, like, all the baggage that comes along with it, I, I don't know if, you know. <laughs> I think if like, you're in a band where everyone is, like, wanting to be equal, like, usually you see in bands where, like, the, head, the lead yeah. singer is getting paid more or whatever, but... Um, in Coldplay, everyone gets paid the exact yeah, they same. Yeah, twenty five percent, right? So, because it causes a lot less problems. The the way they do stuff, um, like they released a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime a couple of years ago mm-hmm. called "A Head Full of Dreams," 
and they just showed like their process of how they make music how they agree to what songs go on the album what is going to be their single and stuff like that obviously it's not everyone's like in total like agreements all the time there's obviously fights because there's four of them you can't have but their their manager or whatever usually comes in and has to like look at both sides and um say okay well gonna be a mediator um but even if this stuff never sees the light of day i won't be angry like i yeah, still have fun doing it yeah like that's the end of the day we have fun doing it and at the very least it's a learning experience yeah, right? right like we're constantly learning and improving from that point. So like, even if this never sees the light of day, the next thing that we do, or even if there's another thing that we do, it'll be better or, or we'll just be happy that we did it. Right. Yeah. Ryan, I know that you want to write, um, like a, a lot more like the atmosphere kind of cold play kind of music. Um, where do you guys kind of see in that kind of, I guess, area of music? What is it that you guys are more interested in writing in that regard I don't know it's kind of a vague question I'm trying to find the point but like what what's so attractive to you about in that sense like is it an emotional thing is it like just capturing like an image or is it like an art or like what what about it that's a that's an interesting question I think uh, uh, a, a very particular emotion and uh, yeah a very particular emotion I, I'm I gravitate towards a lot in music is sort of the the feeling of coming to some sort of epiphany or whatever like like I I love music that feels kind of profound you know um it feels like big in almost a philosophical kind of way or something or in an existential sort of way. Um, and like that, that I think is the best way I can kind of describe it because like it can take many like particular forms within that. Um, but I, 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 I do like, like stuff that not always feels big, but definitely kind of fills out sort of the sonic range a little bit where it's got it has good like melody and rhythm and beat and everything but it's got sort of these these undertones and everything that really kind of fill out the song that's something i i like a lot but uh yeah it's yeah it's it's a tough thing to sort of describe but that's something i should really like think about the kind of connection like I think where we are in the same thing like oh, that's what I like so much like a lot of metal music it might not seem something like the outside but like the grandiose kind of feel where it's like it takes you on this ride a lot of the time because a lot of them are like longer songs but like this like here's this part changes to this part switches to this part like the constant changes and that kind of like emotional ride or kind of like yeah that like the music scape of like that grandiosity kind of feeling that you get I get that a lot from the metal music that I listen to and that's really what I chase um, but is there anything that you gravitate towards to Alex regarding that or do you have any comments kind of on that? Like into, into, <laughs> into the, um, like, like, like the Ryan side of music kind of thing, like the like general like atmospheric kind of Coldplay kind of stuff. Like what, 
what intrigues you about that? Like how like art jamming the blues stuff together, like what that's really a fun and just catchy kind of thing. What what's so interesting about that kind of music to you? Like what like Coldplay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um this every time I hear a Coldplay song, I can think of like a time happened to me that I can connect it to. I think it's not pointing one single thing like it can mean so many different things um and especially like that song called uh, that uh 10 minute song yeah where it was just a musical journey it was started off slow and then it goes it was just basically first two minutes of it was just literally noise not just like mm-hmm. any noise but uh an ambiance purposeful kind of noise yeah. but noise yeah it kind of tells you like a, a story almost yeah do you sorry go ahead Nick. Uh, yeah I was, gonna, I was just like a lot of the, that kind of music i think like it leads kind of more to the imagination which is more powerful than any sort of music or thing that you can write yeah. right like what you fill in the blanks essentially or, or like it paints a landscape and what is the meat of that picture that you're kind of filling in your head like i feel like that's what i get from that kind of music yeah that's that's true i do find like the sort of stuff I'm talking about can be very evocative and everything. Um, like, yeah, like the, you, you're, you have these soundscapes and then you have very like cryptic and evocative lyrics and everything with interesting symbolism and everything. Fucking love that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think like, uh, Coldplay is a pretty good band for this, but like, um, they're, they like like a lot of the the songs that sort of fit into that atmospheric thing like I find like they really dig into their particular emotion you know really really like it's not that they necessarily crank up the intensity but they they it's almost like they articulate it in a deeper sort of way would you kind of agree with that? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I also like... I also like songs that are kind of... That that have, have that same sort of depth of emotion, but are all simultaneously sort of emotionally, amb- uh, like, ambiguous. Like, they're... They're, uh... Mm. They're sort of the, um... The meeting point between two different emotions, in a way... But uh, but you could probably find that in any any song <laughs> if you kind of look for it. Right. It's like not every single word and every single note is happy, happy, happy. There needs to be some sort of contrast within that. But I don't know. I think I think I like songs that kind of tread the line. Yeah. Almost yeah. This like ambiguity where it's like you're trying to put your finger on it, but you can never like fully grasp the the emotional context of it because that's the point <laughs> like that's supposed to be elusive um and that comes from like those Coldplay kind of songs i feel where it is this atmospheric kind of and i keep saying atmospheric but it's just this greater picture it paints yeah um is there if you could end this podcast with a song of Coldplay, what would it be birds birds <laughs> We're going to listen to birds while this plays out. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you want to talk about music-wise that we might have missed? or 
future projects, guitars, what's up your favorite guitar songs to play? Anything you want to um, touch on? I don't know. Just going back to Coldplay, like, uh, it's, I feel like it's not a lot of people have a connection with a band. Like, a lot of people listen to music and they're like, oh, this is my favorite band. And then next month they're like, oh, this is my favorite band and all this shit. But I feel like it's has, like, I feel good to have a band where I can always look back on and yeah like this is my favorite yes. band essentially like I can always go back to this like that for me now is probably Metallica where it's like I'm forever going to enjoy this music forever right. and and I think like true music lovers are going to have that band like I would say Ryan's is Radiohead or what would you say uh Maybe Radiohead, maybe uh, Alan Parsons Project, maybe Starfucker. They're all, they're all. I think they all have, to me, a timeless quality, but different sort of timeless qualities. But, but yeah, they're some of those. Yeah. Yeah. The, the substance of what you're looking for might change, but it's timeless, and that you'll always enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, yeah. The the uh, the documentary on Coldplay, like. I, I don't cry a lot, but when I watched that, I like, I, it wasn't like I was sad crying, but it's just, uh, I feel like it's just such a wholesome band and all they really want to do is just spread love and joy and happiness. And they're not really, they're never really in the spotlight for controversy or like talking down on anybody or anything like that. You've never seen yeah. that. Like the biggest controversy they've been in was using too much confetti at their concerts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they literally have been banned from Canada. Bastards. Yeah. They, they're not allowed to tour in Canada because of the amount of confetti they've used in the past. Really? Yeah. That's Devastating news for me. But, um, that is sad. Yeah. They're just not as big as they are in Canada as they are in Europe or in other world, other, other countries. Yeah. yeah they're not very like, they used to be like North American, like big, but I guess like what they make has like that pop, yeah. I guess has changed, right? They did a tour in their early years in the States and they were just like, everyone hated them and uh, they're like, Hey, we're never coming back. <laughs> are they from America or are they no, English? they're from uh, England. Okay. They all went to college together and um, yeah. They they actually kicked out their drummer for a little bit too, really during their early years. Yeah, but then he because he just couldn't keep up. Well, he originally played guitar. Oh, okay. but they're like, well, John, like Johnny's way better than you. Like Johnny's our <laughs> lead guitarist now, and Chris, the head, the lead singer, he was also a guitarist. Oh, okay. So they had three guitarists. That's like the yeah. funniest thing with every band. It's like they come together and they you yeah. actually have a full band. Like people are forced into. So like yeah, positions. you listen to parachutes and it's all like slow and the drums are super yeah. slow because Will Champion is the drummer and he's like yeah. never played fucking drums before. And then they're starting to do like uh, their Rush of Blood to the Head, which is like faster rock. Yeah. And then after that album, they were trying to produce X and Y, which was like faster drums. And they're like, okay, Will, you can't keep up anymore. Like right. you're shit. But. They couldn't, they never made any music without him. Like, couldn't, because they just, like, found that connection with him, regardless of how shit he was. Right. Just the influence he brought. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but. Yeah, just, like, the, 
just how much you like listen to and pay attention to like the band right like it's almost like a family like thing, half right? my brain is just filled with Coldplay facts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's Coldplay it's lyrics yeah. it makes the music so much worth worthwhile right like I, I, like that's me with Metallica essentially like any band that you super appreciate and love you're gonna want to like know their opinions and their lives right because it's like you love this thing that they've made like you want to find out about the artist right yeah and like uh, this sweater like, song and like uh, Ryan made apparently that I found out. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, she gave it to me for Christmas, and uh, um, it's just a song that I think describes like our relationship. Um, but it's no like popular Coldplay song. Like it's on, it's on an EP where it's like this second song. Like it's uh, and there's only two songs on it. Um, so it's like a single but the, you know when they have like yeah, different yeah, songs yeah, there's yeah, three yeah. songs on it and it's the last song so it was no popular song but uh, yeah I don't know I feel like it's just amazing to have like different songs mean different things and have different connections with it yeah awesome dude anything uh, anything you want to plug <laughs> go watch Head Full of Dreams on Prime video. <laughs> <laughs> I make a penny for every year. <laughs> no. Um, no. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing. Pretty much Coldplay. Go Pretty much Coldplay. Go listen to it. You'll have a great time. Big underground <laughs> band. They're oddly underground, but extremely popular at the same Technically, time. Technically, they're the biggest band in the world. Or at least were at one point. They technically are right now as the biggest band in the world because of just other countries <laughs> like we're I over guess, here yeah. like isolated in uh our american and taylor swift uh yeah peeps. even taylor swift who just had some little poops came out with uh some shit that went down with her music uh label uh, she had to re-release all of her music because her label was taking all of her money that's a fucking age-old story <laughs> like most fucking artists don't not owning their music and then selling it, right? Um, but it'd, it'd be almost impossible to make it out without a label. So, I mean, like, it, it definitely in previous like time, like in early days of writing music, it was like needed because you need the funds to write an album because it's super expensive. But nowadays, like, you don't need an album necessarily to like get out there. Like, you can pop out singles, but. Like, you still need the distribution, the publishing, like, the, the advertising. Like, it's a lot harder to do that on your own. Right. Um, as, as easy it is to access nowadays. But it still costs money. Oh, yeah. All the trees with Atlantic recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that... Where is he from? Is he from America? From Santa Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. He gives, he has a Santa Cruz vibe. Yeah. Very he comes from a place where it's obviously sunny a lot. Yeah. Um unlike Canada where it's just cold and depressing and everything hurts. Yeah. Um, I park in your spot now where basically a avalanche of snow comes every time. Yeah. It's probably the, the worst bad. This is like the worst winter since twenty fourteen. This has been bad since yeah, twenty fifteen was our last year. That was really bad. Oh. I heard we actually got more uh, snow than 2015. Yeah. It's just there's been some rain and yeah. stuff. But yeah, 2015, just for to give people context and stuff, 2015, we got so much snow, I got an entire week off of school. 
It's like, it's like never happens to us up here. It's usually only a day, maybe two if it's really bad. P- but a whole week, that's unheard of. Uh, PEI is very soft. We're, yeah, but we just don't have the infrastructure where it's like if it snows too much, we don't have the plows or the people like or the um, shit to get it done. Yeah, well, uh, Maddie, my girlfriend's from like Alberta, but northern Alberta, like abo- mm-hmm. like north of Edmonton. Jesus. And uh, she people was like, school is never canceled. What? Yeah. yeah, the only time it's canceled is when it's minus 40. He's like trekking through yeah. like feet of snow. Snow, snow doesn't cancel yeah. fucking nope, school there. Not up there. But they're built for that. In some way, she was like, "It's the same. It's the same here. Like, oh, is it? You would be literally walking to school in feet of snow, and there would be no school buses because they just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, at, like we have the fucking um, like that humid cold, like that fucking moist cold that like just kills you. Not like that very very dry cold that they have out. Right. Like, it could be like minus forty out there, and like it'd be fine, and you'd be it, breathing. But it, if a gust of wind comes, it's it's yeah, game yeah. over." Oh yeah. yeah, here it's like <laughs> minus twenty. It's game over, man. It's game over. Yeah, you you don't feel it as much, um, but yeah, here you feel it like all the time. Well, it's like when uh, Michael went up to Regina for the camp. He was saying how, um, like when he would do his runs in the winter, he would just be bleeding out of his nose because he wasn't used to the, like the so dry, so dry up there. Yeah, yeah. He's used to this humid. Oh yeah, we're lucky. We're surrounded by water everywhere we go. <laughs> um, it's funny how we like every podcast we manage to talk about weather. <laughs> it's just a generic like conversation. It's a very Atlantic Canada thing. Yeah. yeah. It's also something we all experience, so it's pretty easy because we all have it in common. <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> I've never experienced weather before. I've never had a cocks. I live in a box inside of a basement. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on, man. This is thanks, this has been a, a very good conversation. Definitely one of our better episodes, I'd say. <laughs> Actually, our only episode. I've deleted the rest. Um, <laughs> uh, again. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. This is uh, this is super fun. Thanks for coming on to this. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time coming. It, we did our first season basically just as like a, getting the plane off the ground, but we plan to uh, have this as our first episode for our second season, and then we'll have Andy on as well this season, and we're gonna hopefully have some music recorded this year. We'll have at least a couple songs, hopefully a couple demos for sure, um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna make some groovy tunes. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, thanks guys for listening to uh, episode one of season two. Um, yeah, you don't have any plugs. You don't want to plug aside from Coldplay? No. Nope. <laughs> um, but that's great. Uh, farewell. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye bye.